right, my friends, welcome back to the latest edition of Beginnings. We are on a spiritual journey, a journey to learn some new disciplines so that we might grow deeper and farther into our Christian faith. And we have conquered many things so far. We've talked about Bible study, prayer, sharing our faith, being a Christian community. We're uh, we're really tackling some of the majors. And this week we move on to another one of the biggies in uh, Christian discipleship. It's something that is so important that comes legitimately later in the Christian walk. It's uh, it's something that can be done when you're younger, but has even more meaning as you grow further along and deeper in your faith. And it is learning to share your faith via missions. It's to share your faith and be an on-mission believer. Now, truly, I believe from the depth of my being that God's people are a mobile people. Story after story in the Bible includes the word go, Abraham go, Moses go, just again and again. The Great Commission is an example of that for all believers even today. That's why I believe that the true church is what we call a sending church, a church that must be interested in uh, in sending and releasing. Matter of fact, so many churches are fixated on something called seating capacity. How many did you have in service? Who showed up to the event? How many does your building hold? Uh, how many were at the concert? Uh, but we need to be less excited about our seated capacity and more excited about our sending capacity. And that's hard because when you are interested in sending, that means sometimes the best and the brightest. They grow up, they're trained, and they go on to do other things. But that is the goal of the Christian life, that we would be a people who go and do what God's asked us to do. So for each and every one of us, part of our Christian experience is this go mentality. It is missions. It's taking the gospel with us as we go. That's what it says in the Great Commission, which I already alluded to, Jesus' words in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20, where he said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey and observe everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you always to the very end of the age. And there it is. Go everywhere. Make disciples, baptize them, and teach them. And I really like this. I mean, it's it's nothing to build an entire theology set around. But if you say, I, I want to be where Jesus is. I, I want to be closer to him. He says, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. If you want to guarantee you are where Jesus is, Jesus is out. He is out reaching, ministering, and serving. He says, I'll be with you there. When you go, that's where I'm with you. Now, go may not be specific enough for some of you, like Abraham, go west. And he just picked his whole family up and went west. You and I, uh, we have the blessing of living in a generation in which Jesus has been a bit more specific with us. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, this is what he said. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. This passage is fantastic for the believer today because it is Jesus clearly identifying where he wants us to minister. Now, you have to imagine three concentric circles, one circle on the inside engulfed by another circle, engulfed by another circle, each one getting bigger. And these are kind of ranges. Now, you're in the middle inside that you know, first smallest circle. And it's the first tier of what he says, Jerusalem. You're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem. This is your local right where you are. This is your hometown all around you. Everybody has a Jerusalem mission because we are already in it. You're missionaries to your Jerusalem. You're right there. Then you have Judea, Samaria. 
And this is the next circle out. These are the people you're culturally connected to, but you wouldn't call it home. If we're from Kansas, this is Nebraska. If you really want to get crazy, it's California. Uh, it's people who, you know, they're, they're, they're still your people, but uh, not the same tribe. Does that, make, does that make sense? It's your Judea Samaria. And then it says, and you'll be my witnesses to the ends of the earth. Now, where is that? everywhere and everyone else. So he's given us three tiers, Jerusalem, right where you are, Judea, Samaria, an extension out, slightly uncomfortable, and ends of the earth, everybody else that we could possibly reach to the very ends of the earth. Now, this may seem a little bit overwhelming at first, but that's only because it is. Make no mistake, this is a huge responsibility, so we must have a plan of attack. I mean, we can't just haphazardly hope that something like this happens. We have to have a plan of attack. So let me give you kind of the traditional mindset when it comes to missions. Because it's so overwhelming, we look at the needs of the world and the scope of the problems that are out there. We look at the gravity of the fact that there are so many people who don't know the gospel of Jesus. And then we look at the resources we have and the timeline that we have and the, and the offerings that we have. It can be a bit overwhelming. So here's the first thing. The first foray in the uh, onslaught, in the attack, is this. Pray. You need to pray for missions work here, there, and everywhere. Don't just pray, God, please bless the missionaries. I think it's important that you would adopt a missionary family. You pray for them. You read about them. You connect with them. You support them. Uh, adopt a global need. Maybe it's a medical need or it's a social need. Uh, adopt a unique region in prayer in, in that particular 1040 window or that country or that people group and make that your heart cry. Make that make that, that prayer that you pray so often that uh, that the angels in heaven who attend God's throne won't even have to guess. They know that's the first thing out of your mouth. But pray for missions and pray, and pray specifically for a specific mission that uh, that you adopt. Next, you can give. You can give. That's right. Financially give. And you say, I just don't have that much to give. Brother and sister, most of the world today lives on less than $3 a day. The money that we contribute to missions may not seem like much right here in the good old U.S. of A., but it is amplified, spiritually amplified, and then just by economic standards around the world, it is amplified in what it can get done. So I want you to give, and and that's a second tier of being involved in mission work. Now, beyond that, understand that most churches in Crosspoint, where I pastor, is one of those churches where when you give to the local ministry there, you're already giving some to missions, and that should feel great. Here at Crosspoint, 10%, actually 11%, but we rounded out 10%. Uh, of what we bring in any weekend in our offerings immediately goes out. We practice the tithe right here. We, we, we preach it and we teach it and then we practice it. So 10% off the top goes straight out to missions, to other works, to places around the world that we'll probably never even hear of. Uh, but we want to contribute to that and we are thankful to be a part of that. Uh, additionally, most of the time, there are several opportunities throughout the year to give to mission causes. We have, uh, we have uh, annual missions giving times. And then we also have wonderful programs like Compassion International, where you can sponsor children and really make a difference in an individual life and be a part of an organization. But whatever you do, sacrificially give. Now, what does sacrificially mean? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. If it don't hurt, it's not a sacrifice. If we give out of excess, that's good, but it's not a sacrifice. So I would say when it comes to missions, pray, give, and then there's a third thing that you can do. You can go. 
That's right. You can pick, pack your bag, pick it up, and head out. You see, you need to take a trip. I, I believe that every believer should, at one point in their life, take a trip to some other place. If you can, and you have the ability to get to a third world country, uh, that especially will open your eyes to the needs of humanity around you and what Jesus can do with uh, the dollars and the energy of his church. Each year, Crosspoint offers mission excursions and ministry excursions nationally and internationally. It's your opportunity to take part in some kind of missions at, at the comfort level that you're at, maybe your travel or your financial or your your extrovert versus introvert nature, but there are all kinds of different opportunities, but, but you have to take part in it. You have to get in there and figure out what it is, and I guarantee you this. Here's what I guarantee you, that I cannot tell you that you will make a huge difference in the place that you go, but the place that you go will make a huge difference in you, and from that point on, you will be helping the mission cause because you understand it and you've been burdened by it. You're going to grow. So pray. Get, it's overwhelming. Pray, give, and go. You're never going to accomplish it all, but you can pray, give, and go. I would say don't pick one. I would say do all three. Can't do them all at the same time, but plan on doing all three in your life. So let's make it simple. Let's uh, turn this into some disciplines like we had talked about before. Here's the first thing I want to encourage you to do. Investigate your options. Go to your campus pastor. Go to your denomination and just figure out uh, what there is that you can be a part of. Who can you pray for? Who? What can you give to? And, and what could you actually participate in? So do the homework. Get out there and ask a few questions. Get on the web. Do what you need to do. Second, pray and ask God to lead you. I've got a statement for you. He wants you on the mission field. There's no doubt. It's all over God's word. He wants you on the mission field at some level, so he won't keep it a secret if you ask. If you'll start petitioning him, you pray and ask God to lead you. God, what people group? What country? Uh, how much should I give? When should I go? What should I do? I promise you, you start praying about this. This is the heart of God. He will respond to you. And then third, here's a third discipline. Start local and go global. Start local and go global. Don't wait to be a missionary till your trip is scheduled. Can I be straight up with you as a pastor? I am so tired of people who talk about their great mission experiences and how wonderful it is to serve Jesus in some other place, and they are absolutely useless back home. You see, your home is your Jerusalem. And if you can't be an adequate missionary here, then it's going to be really tough to be a missionary there. And this is, I don't want to go negative on this, but when I say investigate, that first discipline, you need to investigate and make sure, first of all, that that ministry that you're talking about being a part of is legit. Number two, that it is effective, meaning that there's something that's going to happen when you're gone, that, that it isn't completely dependent on you being there five days out of a 365-day year, but that there's a missionary work on the ground. And third, that you're not being a vacationary. No, no, no. We don't need any vacationaries. We need missionaries in the church. So what do you do? Got three things. Investigate your options. Look at the places and the things that you can connect with and how you can do that. You need to pray and ask God to lead you. He will talk to you. And you need to start local 
and go global. One of the resources that I have uh, connected to the podcast newsletter that accompanies this edition is a connection to the North American Mission Board that has a mobilize or a send me option, has all kinds of ways for you and your church or for you to help your church get involved and think outside the doors and be a church that's on mission, be a believer that's on mission. So check it out, do whatever you need to do, but whatever you do, do something, get in the game. Don't forget to check out uh, more resources Uh, If you will go to crosspointnow.net or or ask your staff member, they will help you in any way, shape, or form. We'll be glad to help you out, and uh, I just look forward to seeing you back here. We've got a couple more of these beginnings on the way. We'll see you real soon back here next week with Beginnings. Beginnings.